Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know what I feel like doing? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I am your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things NFL related. And it's just going to be me today. We're doing a solo episode of the Get Comfy Lowdown because it is time for me to break down the 2021 New York Jets. Now, I did a podcast earlier talking about the state of the Jets, kind of where we lie in the world of the NFL. But now it is the offseason, so I'm here to give you a full kind of forecast of what to expect from us what to expect from gang green moving forward. I'm also here to break down the cap situation and any sort of trades or cuts or anything like that. I'll give you a full rundown of the New York jets. So I think it's uh remiss without starting of our hire for our head coach, Robert Salas coming over from the San Francisco 49ers, the defensive coordinator who has, all of the energy was that mantra, all gas, no brakes. I love it. I love everything about this hire. Grant you, I have been, oh, I have been dejected before about hires of coaches for this team. And all I'm going to say, I like them. I just have to see how this translates to our organization and our style of game. So that is that. Defensive-minded, I don't mind. Do whatever you need to for that situation. But right now, as it stands, the Jets stand at $63 million in cap space given any cuts or any additions between now and then. Uh, Grant you, also pending the release of this episode, there could be news that breaks. I don't know. But let's start off with some cuts. Let's just kind of get right to to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, I foresee... Grant you, I have it in my notes. Henry Anderson has a cut. He was cut yesterday. So Henry Anderson is now gone for the New York Jets. A guy like Ryan Griffin could be on the cut block. You know, he was a tight end that didn't really produce under the system. So after a few here or there, that could shore up that number to $80 million worth of cap space. Now, I want us to bring back Marcus May. I'm tired of this whole thing where we let talent leave when we know they're good. So we need to resign Marcus May. Could he get the tag? Could he get an extension, like a four-year deal, three-year deal? I don't know. So Marcus May is a top priority to come back. Also, bring back Brian Poole on a three-year deal. I think he has more than proven his ability to be the best slot corner in the NFL. I just like him as a player on the field. And honestly, we need help at corner. So why would we lose a corner that has been doing pretty well for us? Neville Hewitt is a guy I would like to bring back as well depth you know we need that to be filled he's also performed at a decent level enough to say hey why don't you come back on a one-year deal two-year deal but um that is so far the re-signings now let's not forget cj mosley is somewhere lurking in our organization he should be back this year after kind of taking this year off related to covid of course the opt-outs you can never forget about that but now Let's get to the fun part. You know, we cut people. We have our cap space. Now let's get into some trades. And of course, with that being said, trade number one in everyone's mind in the NFL world and anybody who's a Jets fan is trading for Deshaun Watson. Now, 
people will say this takes everything. This takes you got to mortgage your franchise. But uh, I don't see it as such. I see trading Watson, maybe three first round picks. Uh, I would give up this year's two first round picks. So pick number two, pick 23. I think that's the pick. And one next year, whether that be our pick or Seattle's pick, I would venture to say our pick would be lower than Seattle's. So you get three first round picks. You can throw in Darnold potentially. You can throw in another late round pick, but I wouldn't go as far as mortgaging this whole franchise. And at least you can build the team around Deshaun Watson after you trade for him. So our quarterback for the future is set. Let's just say we have Deshaun Watson. Around trading for Watson, we take on his contract. You're around $52 million worth of cap space, you know, barring his contract or anything of that sort. So we're right there. $52 million. Never forget that number. Now we have our quarterback of the future. What about our quarterback right now, Sam Darnold? Well, I consider the only viable option at this point is to trade Sam Darnold. Now, like I said, you can trade him to the Texans in that bundle for Watson, or you can trade him to a team like the Lions. You know, Jared Goff is there, but what is he going to do? Also, a team like the 49ers, a team that is heavily linked to Darnold because, you know, his playing style matches up with the Shanahan system. I could also say that a team like the Washington football team is a prime destination, maybe the New Orleans Saints. So who is to say? And even if, you know, you're a team that isn't too sure on your quarterback, you can always take a flyer on Sam Darnold and kind of stash him away on your team if you think that he is worth the fuss. Now, what would we get for Darnold in return? I'd say if your team is really desperate, a second round pick, but maybe a third I think that is the going rate for Sam second or third people saying he'll get a first round pick. I think that team would have to be super desperate to give up that pick or all the quarterbacks would need to be off the board and anybody looking for an answer of where Donald will go after this season. You're going to have to wait till the draft. I feel like if you're going to trade Donald, it has to be right before the draft or during the draft because Who knows? People are saying we might keep him. We might trade him. We might do whatever. So I don't know. I think we're in the market to trade Sam Darnold. I just don't see him taking a snap for us practically ever because we're in a position to draft a person like Zach Wilson. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That is the guy I'm taking with the second overall pick. But let's move on to free agency. My personal favorite time of the year. So we're going to run down some needs for this team. Uh, again, a team shouldn't be built through free agency. You build through the draft. That is why I'm not too sold on trading for Deshaun Watson. I don't want to give up all those picks. I'd rather build and, you know, build a roster around a young rookie. And also our general manager and head coach aren't tied to Sam. So why not just hit the reset button on everything and just build your team through the draft? Joe Douglas has said that before. Teams are built through the draft. But on to free agency. Wide receiver is a position of need on this team. I also see this is where we're going to spend most of our money. But uh, a free free agent target that everybody, even himself, is talking up is Allen Robinson, wide receiver from the Chicago Bears. He has been liking tweets, sending Watson to the Jets. Also just him being on the Jets. And he will also be the most expensive free agent. So... Put Allen Robinson on a shelf 
and kind of acknowledge that he's there, you know, that's all good and well. But um, some budget options, and I say budget, but these guys will also cost a decent amount of money. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis, three potential options. I do like Curtis Samuel. I think that'd be a good fit in our system. Also, you'll be able to spend more money elsewhere. And that kind of brings me to the big marquee free agent that we will sign. I would like us to sign is you bring in Joe Thune from the New England Patriots, who is a guard. We need help at the guard position. So why not put him on the left side next to Mekhi Becton to protect whoever our quarterback is? I think that right there, you shore up the left side, you move some people around, you draft some a center, maybe a guard, again, a right guard, and you're set. The O-line is significantly improved, and I do like George Fant at right tackle. I'm just saying. I'm a fan of that. So uh, what you do with McGovern, that's up to you as well. I also see like Alex Lewis being one of those cuts. I don't know. Pat Alfline maybe gets in on that for depth. I don't know. But uh, moving on to some cornerback free agent targets that I see as going for. Uh, maybe Ronald Darby from the Washington football team. Him and JD, Joe Douglas, were in Philly together. So there's a little connection right there. And this is a big maybe, but this is also one of the most probable free agents I see us bringing in. Richard Sherman from the San Francisco 49ers, a cornerback. Uh, he is an old player. He's pretty old, but he could be a good mentor to the younger corners on this team. And he also loves playing for Robert Sala. So why not bring him in? A person who understands the Robert Sala style defense. Why not bring that in and, you know, have him be the voice of that defense? You know, C.J. Mosley is going to be out there, but he's never played for Robert Sala. So if you're going to bring anybody to kind of like shore up that defense, Richard Sherman is a good uh, potential leader of this team on defense. So you could also pick up some pass rushers. Matt Judon is somebody I see us potentially getting a look at. We can also use a kicker. But um, now brings us to the draft. I've said before, Zach Wilson seems like the, the pick here at number two. But um, Justin Fields could be a very viable option. And anybody who's saying to pick up anybody outside of Fields or Wilson, Mac Jones or anything at two, you are insane. If you're going to pick up somebody like Mac Jones or anybody for that matter, Trey Lance, you trade back. You don't take them at two. They will be there if you trade back to like four or eight or any part of that draft. You even get more picks if you trade back. Joe Douglas likes to move back too. I mean, last year he moved back two spots or two times, I should say, and he got Denzel Mims in the second round. So there is that. But as for what our second pick in the first round could be, uh, maybe O-lineman, maybe an edge rusher. Edge, I see as a potential right there. A linebacker, maybe a tight end. I seen Mel Kuyper's mock draft of us trading back and picking up the tight end out of Florida, Kyle Pitts. No. No way. You don't take him that high. I grant you, I'm not denying the talent, but that's too rich for me. Even to say to take Devontae Smith at two, if you're keeping Sam Darnold, why not trade back and pick up like Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddell? 
I just don't see it. This receiver class is so deep. There's no need to get up there and say, hey, I'm taking this wide receiver. Why don't you trade that to a team like the Falcons or the Panthers who want a quarterback like Wilson or Justin Fields? I don't know. It's just food for thought, especially come draft time. We will be doing a mock draft, of course. Uh, We have some people coming on who will be doing that. And as for handling the rest of the NFL, I could potentially do another podcast like this one talking about the NFL at large because there's a lot of things happening like Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, J.J. Watt, just to name a few. Matthew Stafford's been traded, so I can give my thoughts on that. As it stands right now, the Jets hold the cards for the draft, for the league at large, just for the future in general. I've never been in this type of position before with the Jets, especially because, you know, with two first round picks this year, potentially more, you know, a coach that I believe could be the guy to right the ship and a general manager that I trust to build a good roster. Couldn't say that about John Idzik. Couldn't say that about Mike McCagnin. Don't even get me started about those draft picks. It still gives me nightmares. But um, as the time comes closer to the draft, if there's any Jet-related news, I will relay that message to you guys because, well, this is Jets therapy, as uh, Matt O'Leary would once say. But uh, that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. I hope you guys enjoyed this little rant on the New York Jets. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. We got the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday morning. And of course, we got the Get Comfy Podcast available every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. But you know what? We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.